Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Welcome to the 50th episode of Dice Camera Action. Yay! Didn't think we'd get this far, did ya? (laughs) That's like 300th episode in Waffle Crew weeks. As a special treat for hitting session 50, Chris has made us all level 50. (laughs) You shouldn't have. I didn't have. (laughs) Um, 49 more sessions than I thought we'd last. Good job, guys. 49 Uh, more. Yeah, no one is more surprised than me. <laughs> um, so uh, to kick off the 50th session, I thought it would be a little bit fun before we jump into the game. Um, just to ask you guys, the players, Aww. if you can recall any memorable moments from this campaign so far that leap into your head. Oof. There's so the whole many. dang thing? Yeah, just like what? What's the first things that spring to mind when you think about what's happened so far? Ooh, hold on, let me think about all the things that went right. <laughs> oh, when my adopted son was murdered. Oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. Or when my new bird friend was murdered. That was pretty cool. When I was murdered. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that yeah. too. Chris Perkins, give us Chris Perkins' take it away. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, love the I love the wagon ride at the at the end of when we were escaping Barovia, and like we kind of got a recap of all the horrible things that happened. <laughs> and then Isaac was trying to grab through the wagon, and it was just horrific. <laughs> People always bring this one up, but uh, probably one of the most profound D and D moments I ever had was when I wasn't sure whether my character had eaten a human child. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was like the pit of my stomach felt weird after that that episode yeah or when I, and the weird. relief when she didn't oh i didn't want to deal with that i'll never forget your face oh my gosh Where and also i'll never forget chris's face when i did the whole person <laughs> oh yeah on, on arena she fell from the yeah. oh my gosh to her death and i was like she'll still be oh <laughs> That was when we, the character of the Waffle Crew really became solidified, I think, was that moment when we, you know, <laughs> helped Arena. <laughs> We're helping. That dawning moment, it's like, oh, we are incompetent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Creative, not incompetent. Creative, right, yes. Uh, I still love giant tree fight. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. one of the best. That was that- dope. That is like one of the few examples of one that did go right, you know, that was like, we actually feel badass right now yeah. and cool. 
and we all worked together and did cool things together. That was awesome. Hasn't happened since. <laughs> uh, so, uh, who's the dude who hit on Paulton the whole time? Oh, that was good. Escher. Escher. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That was another one when we yeah. had our little Twilight reenactment. That was <laughs> really, really hot. Yeah, that was... I love Paulton's interactions with Strahd, too. We're so funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Every single guest person that we've ever had. Yeah. And subsequently caused their murder. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Evelyn's friendship with Dee was a really, really fun one, too, and kind of unexpected. They yeah. have a serious like cis mance going on, mm-hmm. sister bromance. I don't know what yeah. the word for that I, is, but I do hope she's okay. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> she's fine. Yeah. I like uh oh, I like that uh that one guy who was in the castle that I made friends with that I got to just let me out of jail and like oh yeah, castle. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. just like all right, cool. Yeah, he was I, cool. Yeah, I like when when we have little like things that our characters want that we think are ridiculous. And then Chris lets them happen like on a much smaller scale than that. Like when Evelyn got to have a new designer set of clothes made by the dwarves, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, Orange Strix really wanted the owl bear as a friend. <laughs> yes, and exactly. Then we ate them. Then oh we my ate gosh. Them. But we the still got the owl bear. So, I mean, Hey, the miracle yeah, of life. Hug on Strix live at TwitchCon. Oh, oh yeah. And you just, Hated it so much, but it was also absolutely <laughs> in character the whole time. That was so good. It was super fun. I'm glad I didn't get any of you, like, vicariously dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I also have to say that I really like the um, recent salamander inside the Ooh, um, yeah. hellhound. hellhound moment. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Feeding the frog to the yeah. hellhound. Yeah. It mm-hmm. felt like one of those things where you're playing a video game and you're like, I wonder if this will break it. And you <laughs> do something. Yep. Yep. The answer is oh. yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. It yeah. was broken. Yeah. Sorry about that, fam. Yeah. I like the moment when Paulton was on the roof with Van Richten. It's like, will he or won't he? Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that was good. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Chris, what are some of your favorites? Because we talk about ours a lot, but. Oh geez, there are so many I can't even name them. I like I like simple little things, like little character moments, like when Strix has a hissy fit and falls in the snow, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or or just things that have have memorable. I can remember the reactions, um, like for instance when Simon, aka Murderbot, shot the little kid in the neck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because like, oh. we were all just like, oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> And mm. somehow out of that, you decided he needs to be your friend. Uh, <laughs> Dude, not all of us felt that way. That's yeah. true. Not all of you did. When Nate named Simon, I loved that moment. Like, because none of us were expecting <laughs> it. And all of a sudden he just like had obviously been thinking about it for a while and it came out. Oh, that was so precious. <laughs> we were just like, wait, you just named him? Yep. <laughs> it was so sweet. But my absolutely favorite moment was that time that Diath released the fire primordial. <laughs> Oh. From the iron flask. When was that? That was, uh, well, that was last week. Okay, let's do it. That was that a very was, artful segue right there. That was I last, heard about that. Yeah, that was last week, as it turns out. Um, things were going very well with the distraction force taking on the hellhounds and the fire giants as they poured out of the mountain. Uh, and Diath was inside with his best bud, Drow, Cozen uh, Zorlaren, uh, with the iron flask drew Megara out of the adamantine forge into the flask and then 
uh, trotted upstairs to find the slaves. And upon finding them, realized they were all locked up in cages. So he uncorked the flask. Megara poured out to her full 50-foot height a blazing, fiery, wrath creature um, that filled the room and promptly began to just cause everything around her to spontaneously combust and melt. DF. Yes. Uncanny dodge. You take... You take 35 points of fire damage. Question. Is, was, is there a save on this by any chance? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. As Megara erupts before you and uh, fills the room with flame, you can't even look at her. You've got like your hands up in front of your face, and you can feel all the skin burning off the palms of your hands when you do. Um, and burning your face, burning your clothes, burning everything. You also see through the smoke and flame... Uh, what appear to be uh, the slaves around you burst uh, uh, and then uh, quickly just get absolutely cremated for your eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Now, if this flask is working properly, uh, you know that Megara is under your control right. for an hour. The problem is you can't stand to be anywhere near her. What do you do? Uh, You'll take well, this. You know that you're going to continue to take this damage. Yeah, I need to get away, obviously. So I I do so. Okay. I'll, I'll make my way like back down the stairs, and as I'm uh, heading out, I'll shout to her, like I'm just like severely burned. So I'm like trying to half cover my eyes and try to see where I'm supposed to go while I'm still like holding my just entirely like burned, wounded body and having it just difficult to move. Yeah, okay. As you retreat back down the corridor away from Megara, you get to the portcullis uh, leading out yeah. to the uh, the iron gantry above the assembly area. And then you I'm easily wanna... squeeze through the bars of the portcullis. Yeah, and, and I want to shout to her. Is there a way, can she get out from where I put her? Um, you believe that Megara is kind of amorphous. Um, that is to say okay. that she can... Her, she can alter her form. Okay, great. So then as I'm like heading out uh, back towards the like main area, I'll like shout to her that uh, there rising high upon in the center of the furnace is the adamantine heart, and that shall be the target of all your wrath. Cast yourself upon it and melt, melt it. And what language do you speak this in? Uh-oh. Thieves can't. <laughs> now it's that attitude. Uh, I only have common. Okay. Uh, um, if it helps, I'll try to like point at the direction. Alrighty. Uh, Okay, uh, so as you uh, withdraw, barking that order, uh, you can't tell immediately whether Megara heard you and or understood you. Uh, all you can really hear is the horrific sound of just the flames and heat coming off her and uh, the ripples in the air around you um, as the temperature quickly soars. Right. Oh, so does that thing where like the air is like wavy yep. from the heat? 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and you start to smell uh, burnt, uh, melted iron, melted flesh, and uh, even molten rock at this point. And right. behind you, you can see what appear to be uh, fiery cracks forming in the walls as though she is seeping into the mountain and turning it all into molten slag. Oh, geez. Great. And I'm leaving. Yep. As you head down the steps of the iron steps of the gantry, you can see behind you the gantry is becoming superheated and turning red. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, you get to the bottom. And at that, it's at that point at the bottom where you're very near to the open doors leading outside, these gigantic 80-foot-tall doors, and you can hear sounds of battle and barking hellhounds. Okay. Uh, Puppies! Okay. <laughs> uh, is it still my initiative? or? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I'll just assume I use my cunning action dash to help get out from there. Okay. Uh, and then heading towards the battle, uh, hmm, I guess I'll attempt stealth just to make sure that they're still focused on the threats in front of them and not okay. what's going on behind them. Make a stealth check. I just didn't even get my dice out. All right. Who wants to fail me today? Red one? Okay. Will they be able to smell your charred flesh? Not when your stealth is 29. All right. Ooh. You even mask your smell. I, I covered the... Crispy DS parts. Yep. <laughs> so I like to imagine I'm like practically limping at this point just from all the burn wounds and yep. devastation. Uh, yeah, and there's some smoke coming off you as yeah. you stand in this gigantic doorway. Um, you see outside with its back to you um, uh, what appears to be uh, a fire giant in full armor duking it out with the Dao, the stony giant on your side. Okay. And the Dao is swinging Harshnag's great axe. Like he got that from somewhere. Okay. Uh, you also see uh, that Morning Glory is running across the snowy fields with hellhounds chasing after her. <laughs> and you see another pile of hellhounds with Evelyn sort of sitting, lying on top of them, legs sticking up in the air. It looks like they just got all knocked over by a stiff wind or something. <laughs> Um, just a pile of yeah, puppies. Exactly. And then the last thing you notice is what appears to be a little black chicken. <laughs> just sort of running around in a circle near your feet. Okay. Can I take account for where all of my comrades are? Uh, yes, with the exception of um, Strix, because uh, you'll need to make a perception check to see if you can spot her. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hiding, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you should assume. Uh, perception, pretty good. It's 21. Okay, and make a high check with advantage, Strix. All right. Oh, wow. Okay. Jeez. Uh, 19. Okay, so you do see Strix, this little black shape, hiding okay. behind a snowy uh, a snowdrift. Okay, so I at least know I didn't send them to their deaths, too. No, not yet. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, then I, I guess i'm good yeah okay uh next up in the initiative order is uh let's see that was 20 so next up is strix oh boy 
so chicken's taken care of. I kind of feel bad for it now that it's a chicken though, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to feel bad for it. <laughs> so I turned it into like a cockroach or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. So uh, who is the current? And, oh, by the way, I, I, I miscounted. There's actually three fire giants. Uh, not one. Okay. So there's three left. Yeah. All right. Um, and Evelyn is on top of the Hellhound. She's invincible, so I'm not really worried about right, that. Yes. She's activated her armor. Yeah, so it's all shiny, so I know that's working. Um, I can basically be a chew toy for as long as I want. All right. Can can we see, or can I see DF, who just came in? Uh, yeah, he's not. Oh, he's hiding, actually, so no. Yeah. Okay. 29. I yeah, you. you're invisible. <laughs> There's no way. I'm not that perceptive um, at all. Okay, uh, I will then... Uh, Look at one of those. Did I? You know what? I don't remember if I cast mage armor. No, I did. I did. You did. I did. Okay, cool. Yeah. Just checking. Didn't want to mess that up. Oh, that's right. I misty stepped on top of the door. That's right. Oh. I went on top. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah. So I moved from behind the wall. Well, okay. Dieth still could have seen me hiding on top of the thing. Yes. Um, You just just be closer to him than uh, what was originally said. Cool. Um, you know what? I'm just going to try. So I don't really want to fight these guys. Yeah, I'm going to try and polymorph another one of the giants. Okay. So whichever one hasn't really been affected yet. Okay. Uh, what are you, what are you aiming to turn that giant into? Um, well, I already did another chicken. So like, maybe could I do like a baby chick? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like a cute little baby chick. Because it's not the big giant, it's the little one. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, uh, so you cast the spell, and uh, your magic swirls around another giant, and it shrinks down to yes, the size yes, of a little yes. baby chick. <laughs> Yay! It's just wow. like, beep, 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 beep. The is just like, oh. <laughs> right, so now there are two. <laughs> I hope the other chicken sees the baby chicken. And is like chasing it. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably too far apart to notice to be uh, able to interact with one another at this point. Okay, uh, and you're going to stay where you are. Uh, yeah, we're just right above. I'm trying to just like survey the area and like just make sure that no one can get to me, like the dogs or the giants or yeah. anything. Uh, so, Paulton, you pick yourself up out of the snow after being pounced on by the dogs and blowing them back with a thunder wave, uh, along with Evelyn. You weren't particularly discriminating against her at that point because you knew she was invulnerable to damage. Uh, so there's nothing, yep, there's nothing uh, actively threatening you right now, uh, but you can see uh, there are um, still a bunch of hellhounds running around and two fire <laughs> <laughs> left in the battle. Okay. Uh, um, so. Yep. And just for your records, uh, you used up uh, uh, a fourth level Thunder Wave spell. Well, okay. Uh, let's see. Okay. So, two fire giants. Yeah. Hellhounds running around. You leave for for one for one day, <laughs> <laughs> and literally everything is on fire. 
I mean, literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, um, it's that, it's that gif <laughs> from community. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so what, what threat is closest to me? The closest threats to you um, would be the pile of three hellhounds that Evelyn is uh, heaped in with. Okay. Uh, uh, how far are they? They are uh, currently 15 feet away from you. Oh, okay. So they're like right there. All right. Um, let's see. So something I'm not sure of, but does Crown of Ma- or does Crown of Madness need to be on a humanoid? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Were you thinking one of the hellhounds or a chicken? <laughs> the chickens is like. <laughs> <laughs> just piss off all the wait, wait. Okay, okay. So the chickens, the fire, the fire giants were turned into the chickens. Yes. Uh, one was just as you watched right now transformed into a little baby chicken. The, the larger one is Duke Salto. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, chat keeps asking uh, whether didn't two of the fire giants run away? Oh, thank you. Yes, they did. Because actually, Paulton, you, mm-hmm. used, you used another spell, your fourth level fear spell. Oh, oh. oh that's, that's right. Fear. I forgot about them. They, Chad is the great bookkeeper. Yeah. So they ran, into, they ran off into the mountains. So right now, there are no fire giants. <laughs> but still two chickens? <laughs> <laughs> that's, better. that's better than two fire giants is none. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go ahead and... Maybe you can have a pet hellhound. Mm, then it's you just, just lost gonna, your bird. Then it's just gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> it's too real. So maybe that's maybe that's the best way to go about it. <laughs> yeah. um, this is my pet now. Wait for it to die. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, use bardic inspiration on okay. Evelyn. Excellent. All right. So Evelyn, you hear the inspiring uh, music coming from Paulton. Oh. Some rat, some yeah. rat tunes. Yeah. So it'll give you a an, ex, an extra D8, I believe. Mm-hmm. All right. And now it's the bad guy's turn. The hellhounds will uh, uh, get to their feet and attack you, um, Evelyn, but their, their jaws and flames do nothing to you. <laughs> I'm like letting them chew on my arms like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, Morning, Morning Glory is still leading the other three hellhounds off to the hinterland. That's good. Maybe they'll become friends. Yep. Um, how many minutes do I have left? Because I know that this only lasts for 10 minutes, my vulnerability. You have almost you have the almost the bulk of the 10 minutes left. You've cool. only had it op- op- operating for a couple rounds, so not even a minute yet. So there are no imminent threats other than these hellhounds that I'm playing with. Right. You do know that the, the frost, sorry, the fire giants who ran away as a result of Paulton's fear spell will eventually regain their senses and return. Okay. Then I, I have two or three puppies. Uh, you have, uh, let's say, let's say two are left. Okay. Um, I cast command 
and I point toward toward where the fire giants just went. And it, I'm only allowed to use a one-word command. So technically, game-wise, it would be attack. But what Evelyn wants to say is, sick them, boys! And, and command them to attack the fire giants that are leaving. Okay, so your command spell will affect... Uh, and I want to cast it as a second level. Oh, so that I okay. can affect two. Got it. I was just about to ask. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they have to make saving throws. Yes, wisdom saving throws. What's your save DC, Anna? Oh, yeah. I have to always look that up because I always forget. 16. Okay. Uh, your command takes hold. Yay! Yes. So on their, on their next... Basically, right now, they will trot off... <laughs> Uh, woof, woof, woof. In the direction that you're pointing. Bark, bark. <laughs> borf, 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 borf. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can't actually stipulate a target for them to attack if you can't see, if they can't see what the target is, but they're running off in the direction that you pointed. Okay. All right. Uh, that brings us around to Kaharek. Uh, he now is looking at a little baby chick. Uh, he, he'll pick it up in his stony hand delicately so not hurt it and just sort of, uh, he'll just sort of plant his axe in the, plant the axe in the ground or drop it on the ground and just sort of hold the chick in his hands um, and look around to see uh, where Strix is because he's... <laughs> You know who did this? He just doesn't know what she wants done with the chicken. <laughs> uh, and that takes us back to DF. Um, so DF, behind you, you can hear what sounds like uh, the dripping iron of a gantry falling down onto the floor. Uh, you can also uh, feel the heat inside the forge start to become more intense. Yes, yeah, so Megara itself is basically melting like the entire inside and like the rocks and everything like that. She's like, uh, the place is coming down. Typical waffle crew. Yeah. Now the mountain is enormous, of course. So, right. Um, but if not now, eventually like her heat will just melt something and eventually cover the heart. We also know that it, the heart explodes. Right. Yeah. Assuming she goes in that direction. Yeah. Or if nothing else, maybe she'll melt the piece of the colossi or whatever. So if it doesn't get to the heart, well, I'll at least buy a heck of a lot of time. All right. Um, so current threats, single hellhound left on Evelyn. Uh, both of those hellhounds are, all the hellhounds that are currently on Evelyn are running in your direction. Oh. Oops. <laughs> I will stay hidden and look okay. and pass. Okay, <laughs> I thought you might. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Strix. You didn't know. It's not your fault. From your vantage point on the mountainside, Strix, you can see Kaharik. He's picked up your little baby chicken, holding it, looking around for you. doesn't know where you are. Uh, there's no imminent danger to any of your friends, except perhaps the two hellhounds uh, running inside the mountain, because you, right. you don't know where Diath is. All right. Um, They're clearly under the effect of Evelyn's magic. Right. So... I can see that pretty much most of the threats have left, except for our good friend Kaharik, who I, we had a discussion about earlier. Yeah. Um, 
I really do not trust him. So at all. So, uh, man, that's not a good, easy thing to do though. Well, <laughs> I might do something stupid. <laughs> uh, since I'm seeing him not looking at me and looking around, I'm going to try and banish him. Oh. I'm going to... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I use my sorcery points for, but I'm going to try and banish him. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, so he, he, was, he is within range, and he must make a charisma saving throw. Which oh. I know he's probably got a pretty good charisma, but I'm willing to take that chance. All right. Let's find out. Because I don't want him to get that iron golem because I know that things are going to get even worse if he runs in there and takes it. That's right. my logic. He is plus six on this roll. I know. And your DC is 17? 16? Uh, 15. Okay. Okay. Here it comes. <laughs> Here it comes. Oh. All right. Uh, uh, so... Uh, <laughs> And this is, let's see, um, if the target is native to the plane, you banish it to a harmless semi-plane, blah, 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 blah. Um, remains there until the spell ends, so up to a minute. Okay. Right. So, um, quizzically, uh, he sort of looks around and then disappears. Yes! Yes! <laughs> the little, I did it! The little chick in the air tries to fly but can't and just flops, down, flops down into the snow. <laughs> Leaves a little chick-sized hole in the snow. Um, yes. After that, can I just scream, time to run! <laughs> Which everybody hears. Uh, yeah, and um, that's, that's your turn. And you can, I guess, move away from the mountain now, Strix, if you want. Yeah, I'm just going to jump down from the wherever my perch is and just look for everyone and just be like, time to run! <laughs> okay. So everybody sees Strix kind of in the doorway entrance area, not too far from the black chicken ranting. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, Paulton. Yeah. Uh, there are uh, So there are currently no immediate threats to you in the vicinity. All the giants and or hellhounds have run away. This seems like a good time to leave. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Strix is already running. <laughs> like, like arms in the air, just like away. I still don't even know Diet is out yet, so. Yeah, yeah she's just we, none of us know. None of us she's, know about Diet, right? She's just like, that's the plan! <laughs> I see Strix running, I'm just like, I guess we're going that way. <laughs> And I will proceed that way. Okay, yes. So you start to veer off in the direction that Strix is running, away from the mountain. Uh, We're both like Kermit running. (laughs) 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 Okay, and uh, at that point, Evelyn, you can see uh, in the mountainside uh, to the left of the giant doors um, and a little bit higher than them, a crack opens in the mountain. And all of this molten uh, lava comes belching out. By the holy searing light of Lysander. <laughs> <laughs> and I started to see like, Diaz! And I'm like flying around the entrance, kind of looking, trying to see in. I'm calling for Diaz. 
make a make a perception check. My perception is characteristically low out of seven. Okay, you don't immediately see Diaz, but deeper inside the assembly area, you can see that the uh, that one of the fire giants that Paulton scared away with his fear spell has broken its hold and is coming back toward you. Through uh, out of the yeah. entrance, or yeah. oh, he's, okay. he's he's deep. He's about sixty feet inside the mountain and heading your way. He's about sixty feet away from you at this point, but coming in your direction. You also see at this point that the the two hellhounds that you unspelled uh, are no longer under the effect of the command spell and are just kind of waiting for him. I fly higher, out of reach. <laughs> okay. I continue to yell for DF and look around. Okay. Diath, you do see that uh, one of the fire giants uh, driven back into the mountain is coming forward in your direction. Okay. Um, returning to fight the, your, your friends. And obviously you hear Evelyn calling out for you. All right. Is this my initiative? And uh, yes, yes, it is. All right. Great. Uh, I'll like get out of hiding so that I can be shown to Evelyn so she knows where I am. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll just let those fire giants figure out that eventually they got way bigger problems to deal with <laughs> than us. So, like, she'll see, like, he's just, like, completely burned, like, the cloak and stuff he's been bought has, like, been sheared off and, like, his clothes are just tattered and lots of, like, burnt skin showing. Uh, I'll just shout out to her, run now! And, like, just cunning action dash, chase after Strix, like, kind of half-limping through the snow, uh, Literally out of nowhere, Evelyn, you see Diaz come out of the shadows, badly, badly burned. Whoa! I didn't <laughs> see you there! <laughs> um, I take up the rear behind him, because I'm invulnerable, so I'm like back to Diaz flying backwards, like ready to take on whatever's chasing us. Okay. Um, you can see Diaz is like fighting back tears in his eyes, either yeah. from pain or otherwise. Okay. Uh, well, the, the fire giant who is emerging from the depths is not moving faster than Diaz, so that's a good sign. Um, he's clunking along in his heavy iron armor. And as he advances toward you, Evelyn, and you're covering for your friend's escape, you suddenly see this humongous fire creature, 50 feet tall, maybe 50, 60 feet long. You're not sure if how many limbs it has, but it's more than four. And it comes landing in the middle of the assembly area amid the wreckage of the Colossus, literally on top of this fire giant, who is now just engulfed by it. The fire giant does not seem to be harmed by the fires of this creature at all, but he is mightily confused. Morning, Lord, protect us. (laughs) And you just feel this incinerating heat come blasting out at you in your face, and you think you would actually take damage were you not invulnerable. <laughs> Good thing I am. Um, I'm, I'm like over my shoulder. I'm like, run faster. <laughs> yeah, Keep you it see, up. You see your little friends running, flying, whatever, uh, moving uh, uh, through the snow far, far, farther away. <laughs> I maybe even like grab DS cloak and I'm like flying and pulling him like, come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I picture like it's the scene from Lord of the Rings where they're all like walking on the mountain with the panning, except for we're running and panicked and the music yeah. is just not happy at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like screaming. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still really dramatic. Right, yeah. <laughs> There's okay. still the helicopter pan. 
Yes, as you withdraw um, from the mountain, you see that the uh, neither the hellhounds around it or the hellhounds inside it nor the fire giant are emerging. They apparently do have bigger problems to solve. Um, but you can see an incredible bright light, uh, like sun-like in its brightness, emanating from the open doorways at the base of the mountain, even as you move farther away. Um, and uh, um, you can see the heat distortion coming out through the opening like a cone. Um, and just melting all the snow around it. I quietly hum, distraction, follow <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you are able to retreat to what you consider to be a safe enough distance that nothing, you're, you don't fear like anything is pursuing you or in danger of pursuing you. Uh, but by this time also, a minute has ended, and you're pretty sure that your banishment spell has as well. Ah! I just don't say anything and just like cover my head. I mean, I tell everyone that it's probably ended. All right. And about uh, a minute after that, uh, you can all see uh, flying in the air toward you is Kaharek, uh, his lower body trailing off from about the waist down into a tornado of sand. Oh look, it's our friend. There's not our friend anymore. We have to leave. Yeah, and he's he's got he's got Harshnag's big great axe. He's gonna axe us in the face. Over his back. DF, do you have the you know the, the thing? As in a good heart. <laughs> you have a good heart, DF. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Also concerned about running away. Yep. So let us all roll initiative again. Oh, oh God. God. As you're plotting through the snow. Oh, that was fun. Trudging away from Kaharik. Uh, uh, 5d20. I'll use this one. At least I bought us some time. Yes, you did. And Strix. he didn't get the golem. Strix. 15. Oh, 15 uh, for uh, Evelyn. I got a s- or eight. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dia? Nine. And Paulton. 19. Excellent. All right. Um, uh, so uh, Kaharik uh, continues um, flying toward you. He gets to about, I'll say, 120 feet away. Um, Paulton, do you want to do anything at that point? I don't know. Do I? Um. Wait, so I don't, I, I don't like this. Suggestion, leave us alone? <laughs> I doubt that'll work. Okay, how far is this, this, this failure? He's 120 feet away and about 60 feet up. Oh, okay. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, does it, does it feel like we're still running? Yes. That feels good. Yeah, and, uh, but but because you're but because because you're essentially you're running through mountain snow, so it's quite deep. And you're you're sinking in. And, uh, it's it's quite a slog. I just love the image of Paulton like examining as he's walking. He's like, "Yeah, this feels right." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I will just carry on. Okay. Yeah. You just look back. I see. I'm like. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Okay. 
All right, Evelyn, you want to do anything? Hmm. Right now, you're just riding uh, literally on DS. Uh, um, We're just pulling on his cloak. Charred coattails. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have approximately five minutes left of invulnerability. Uh, you would have about eight minutes left. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, how close is he to catching us? He's 120 feet away. And he definitely sees us and is pursuing us. Yes, you're easy to follow because you're leaving big tracks through the snow. Mm. Mm. Um, dang it. I guess I keep running because there's no reason for me to like break off because he's not going to follow me. So I just keep pulling, but I yell... Is there a way to contain us or contain him, like a hut or something? All right. And uh, we come down to DF. Okay. Uh, 120 feet away. Mm -hmm. That's pretty far. Yeah. Uh, his movement, his like, flight speed wasn't great, if I recall. No. <clears throat> we can okay. run forever. That's a good solution. Yeah. He'll catch up to you as long as you're wading through snow. All right. Uh, if my companions are close enough to hear me, I'll just say, uh, not yet. Keep moving. Okay. Can do. Yep. <laughs> Seems to be the plan. Strix, what do you do? Oh, Strix. <laughs> <laughs> she's having a fit. Yep. Strix, is, Strix is gone. She's <laughs> Yeah, mentally and physically gone. Uh, so you all continue to run away. Uh, when the Dow um, moves to within 60 feet of you guys, he says, My friends, you have disappointed me. We had a deal. And he says, Sorry! Strix is just screaming. <laughs> he says, Stop your running. We must go back to the mountain now. The mountain's kind of gone. And he, 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 uh, he says, It is right there. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going anywhere. <laughs> Strix is like, It's going! Oh, it's going! <laughs> Yeah, Don't not... you see the lava coming out of it? <laughs> <laughs> there is a little bit of lava uh, bubbling out of cracks in the sides of the mountain, yes. I think usually people run when a mountain's about to explode with lava. Totally not leaving you. Just running away. <laughs> We're leaving. <laughs> Still running. He says, please stop running away. I don't want to hurt you. I'll feel bad if I have to kill you all. I've heard that one before. <laughs> but Willie. I actually believe him. Did, did you insight check him or you just believe him? <laughs> no, I, I actually believe him. Believe him that he'll kill us? That he doesn't want to hurt us. Like, yeah. Anyway, right. uh, who's okay. is it? It is now, uh, we're back to Paulton, who I assume, unless you tell me otherwise, Nate, you're still running. <laughs> 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 but the genie is now 60 feet away from you. 
I just like quick look around at my part. I'm just like, okay, what are we doing? I can go talk to him. He can't hurt me right now. <laughs> but he All right, but do you have a plan? Because he's definitely catching up to us. Yep. And you don't look like you can run so good. Well, don't forget that he can take your armor away in an instant. Ooh. Heck. He could probably choke you or something with it, too. That's un- come under the snow. uh so he's 60 feet i'm gonna do you have a plan or something you keep shaking your head at me and winking and you're looking all weird is there something i should know am i uh still running with strix at this point uh she's nearby yes yeah she also just ducked under the snow yeah she just dive bombed into the snow <laughs> oh, okay. So now I'm just out here, like, <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, well, if she's hiding, then we're not running. I guess I'll hang. <laughs> All right. All right. Because I, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Yes, you stop. Uh, a cold mountain wind blows over you. Snow um, catches your cloak and your hair as you turn and look to your friends and go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Plan doesn't seem established. We'll await further instructions. <laughs> All right, uh, Evelyn, you're up next after Paulton. Um, if Paulton stops, I also stop. Okay. And take a defensive stance, and then I start yelling at Dieth and Strix. I'm like, "What are you guys winking about? What's going on?" <laughs> There's something in my eye. <laughs> uh, Dieth. Okay. Uh, everyone else has stopped running. It seems that they have. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. All right. Good. So then uh, Dieth will kind of stumble forward and like kind of fall into the snow a little bit. Mm-hmm. and pick himself up and turn around and face crack, holding his wounds. But yeah. so that his kind of lower body is like, and right hand is kind of like underneath the snow and kind of covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and just kind of like holding himself, waiting for uh, Kaharik to approach and get closer so that we can discuss. And I'll let him know exactly what went down. Okay. Uh, so DF is now sort of uh, ahead of you guys in a, uh, looking to confront uh, the genie as he approaches. Uh, and then Strix, you're under the snow and staying there, yeah? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm okay. staying under the snow. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kaharik lands, touches down right in front of you, Dieth. Uh, the sand gives way to a real pair of legs underneath him, so he is now standing in the snow, uh, towering over you with his nine-foot, ten-foot height uh, with Harshnag's big axe, just kind of slung over his shoulder the way okay. a lumberjack might. Um, kind of non-threateningly, um, kind of nonchalantly, actually. And he says, the mountain is over there. <laughs> it's exploding. It's, that hurts people like us. So we ran away, but now we're all safe. Isn't that grand? He, said, he looks at the mountain again and he says, it's fine. We have lots of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, lava plenty of, everywhere. So, plenty of time to go back and finish the quest that I have. So Diaz, well, at this point, will say, 
the, the mountain's coming down, and I don't know how much time we have left. You look sure very something... badly burned, my friend. <laughs> I know, and that's why we can't go back right now. Cozen betrayed us. He did this to me. I was able to fend him off, and he has left. I don't know where he went. However, your iron golem is currently inside. He says, he was a dark elf. Of course he betrayed you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> I kind of like almost like pointing to my wounds. I'll even say it's like, I know. I was expecting it, but not to this caliber. He says, you can't allow these small setbacks to get in the way of our mission. Yeah, it's this a very big setback in there. He says, and she's pissed. Getting the golem back is very important to me. It is worth your life, I'm afraid. I know, and it's worth your life too. But someone as yourself should have no fear of the fire inside. I've cleared the path. You can easily go return, get claim it on your own. You no longer need us. I can't move it. He says, I need you to help me. There is always the possibility that I could find myself cornered by giants. You did not kill them all. So you need to do what we agreed and help me out. The giants are distracted. They should be paying no attention to you or something as small as the Iron Golem while the, the rest of their stronghold and their precious project melts around them. And he says, I do not know what became of the golem after we left it in the assembly area. Did you see it there? It wasn't there. I saw it on my uh, descent down when I first entered the mountain. Well, then I will need your help to find it. I can give you simple directions. It'll be easy to find. No, I don't think so. We had an agreement. Yeah, we did. But conspiring, conspiring with treason was never part of the agreement. And I'll uncork the flask and say, Zee heareth. <gasps> All right. Ah! He has to make a wisdom saving throw. Evelyn doesn't know what that means still, right? Like, she's not aware of the whole flask thing. Uh, she knows of the flask and its power. But she didn't know that was the plan. And she was present when uh, Virith tried to use the flask to trap Kaharik this morning. So I did know that he could do that, but I didn't know he was going to do that. Right. You've already seen Kaharik once uh, defend himself against the power of this flask. Okay. All right. And you just saw him do it again. Ah! That's not good. Ah! All right. Uh, so he says... Yes, I will have to take that flask from you now. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, that was Dieth's turn. Uh, Strix, you technically go after Dieth in the initiative order. So, peeking up All out right. of the snow, you <laughs> Dieth <laughs> held the flask uh, uh, up to trap Kaharik, and the genie just... Okay, can I cast one of my scroll spells from my, the spell book I found and cast uh, Greater Invisibility? On Dieth? Uh, yes, I believe you can. Because I don't want I don't want him to get the flask. Because you can just keep doing it. Just keep <laughs> just so, keep hoping uh, it up. <laughs> yep, you will have to go and touch Dieth to turn him invisible. Okay. Um, can I crawl through the snow? Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> it comes out of the just snow. Burrowing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, this, this little snow burrow comes over to Dia. Yeah, hand reaches out, touches him by the scorched ankle. Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then after I do that, I would like to. Uh, can I misty step away? Do I have enough actions for? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can crawl. I do. You can crawl. You can do your spell, and then you can misty step away. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Okay. So very far away. You you know, thirty feet away from him. Yeah, you are now greater invisibility, which means uh, that you are invisible um, uh, for a minute uh, until then, and you stay invisible even if you attack and whatnot. So nice, nice. Okay, uh, that's Strix's turn, and uh, Hilton, you're next. Okay, so this genie man, yep. he's hanging out. Um, how far is he? Oh, he's he was right next to DF. He's probably like fifteen feet away from you. Okay, and uh, is there is there anything else around? Uh, make a perception check. Can do. Is anything besides the big piles of snow around you? That would be a seven. Okay. You just see big piles of snow everywhere. Neat. Uh, you're having a hard time seeing, too, because the, the wind is sort of blowing snow up in your face, and visibility isn't great. Nate, chat demands that because I'm looking at it that I tell you and remind you that you have Vistani curses, which I'm sure you know. So there you go, chat. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's true. So how... So how exactly would that work? Because I feel like I, like, missed, like, exactly what the curses, like, do. Um, so uh, one of the curses uh, that you can do is you can try to render someone blind or deaf. Uh, that's one of the ones you've done before. Okay. Um, uh, uh, there are... Yeah, that thing where you can make them vulnerable to certain stuff. Yeah, you can make. Did I get the tree? Yes, you can make. <coughs> you, uh, you can make him vulnerable to a particular kind of damage, like slashing or piercing or thunder, mm. which means he would take double damage from those kinds of effects. Um, okay. Um, I guess I maybe I'll try to. Try to blind him then. Okay. Uh, he will have to make a saving throw to resist this effect. Uh, so you utter a Vistani curse, an ancient curse upon him to deprive him of his vision. And he rolled a natural 20, so that's not going to hurt him. Cool. Him in any way. Uh, now you still have movement if you want. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move uh, more away from okay. the him. Okay, so you go uh, kind of uh, tromp, tromping through the snow away from him. Uh, make a, just make a dexterity check for me. Okay, dokie. Okay, dokie. 
Oh, neat. Uh, that would be a five. Okay. Uh, as you run away, you trip over something um, <laughs> that sort of was cool. recently <laughs> buried in the snow. As you, as you fall down and land around it, you can see what appears to be a giant frozen bird. Oh, no! Oh, no, that's way worse! <laughs> oh, I thought it was strict and that was going to be comical, but no, it's sad. And you recognize this, this, is, the, this is the bird that plucked you from danger um, off, off the mountainside when things were looking dire. I, I, I see this frozen bird. I'm just like, <gasps> yeah, it seems about right. And then you see like what appear to be little uh, poisoned drow crossbow bolts sticking out of it. Do I know that's what they are? Yeah, because you've seen the drow crossbow bolts recently. It's like, yep, yep, that seems about right. Cool. <laughs> okay, well, it wouldn't, wouldn't be Tuesday, so... <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, uh, Evelyn, you saw Paulton move a little bit away from the rest of the group and then fall in the snow. <laughs> like, I actually have this epiphany. I'm like, parents, son, Bert, maybe it's me. Oh. <laughs> Everything, huh? Oh, sad. It's like if I survive this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sleep on this. Okay. Anyway, back to dying. <laughs> yep, back to dying. Yep. Uh, Evelyn. Uh, um, uh, the attempt to curse Kaharik and the attempt to uh, trap him in the flask does not seem to have met with uh, his approval. I I kind of just like fly up a little bit from where, because I was standing right next to Dia. Yes. So I kind of fly up a little bit more toward the eyeline of, of our genie friend. And... Um, I try to make friendly, you know, chit chat with him to try to convince him that we like didn't want to leave him. So I'm like, I'm so sorry. It was just such a big misunderstanding. I think we just, um, you know, we were so scared of that lava. And I think DF just, I think he's burned to a crisp. I think his brain is not quite working. So I'm, I'm very sorry about that. That was very rude. And we're just, you know, don't worry. We're all friends here. We'll get this figured out. I'm just going to try to like persuade him not to hurt us. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, make a persuasion check. Uh, go ahead. Make your persuasion check. <laughs> I rolled a two and my persuasion is plus eight. Okay. So even with a two, it's a 10, but freaking, freaking dice. <laughs> You're going in the shame bag, dice. Okay. Uh, he says to you, I am very, very sorry that you put me in this difficult position. As much as I don't want to hurt you, I'm afraid you've left me with no choice. He snaps his fingers and your armor disappears. No! <laughs> and then he will bring his axe upon you, Evelyn. Uh, you were so close to doing I did, well. I didn't mean to get close enough for him to melee me. Yeah. Um, and because uh, yeah, it's invisible, so you're the closest thing to him. So he will just uh, stride over a couple steps and swing at you with this big axe. Uh, he rolls a 23 on the attack roll, which hits your unarmed yeah. body. Yeah. All right. Um, and you are a human. Mm -hmm. And Harshnag's great axe does an extra 2d12 points of damage to humans. Why, though? Wow. Because it was made to kill humans. Um, all right, you take... You take 28 
points of slashing damage. From the Just first, a flesh wound. From the first swing. Oh, no, I forgot I had inspiration. Ah, Chris, can oh. I rip? Can I go back? Ah, I even wrote it in big letters. Look, bardic inspo across the top of my sheet. Ah. <laughs> well, strictly by the rules, Anna, no, but since, uh, <laughs> since I'm a generous DM, I'm going to let you roll if you want to. Watch me roll a one this time. Do you want me to? I can just, yeah. I can keep it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what are Anna? the odds? What are the odds that it would be a two again? Oh, no. <laughs> Well, I hate, uh, I hate oh, no, dice. Anna, 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 the inspiration die is a D8 that you roll and add to your previous roll. Add? Yes. So, yeah. I thought it was just a normal inspiration. Okay, okay. So you roll a D8. Well, you want me to roll again? Because two is technically still on a D8. You can roll again. Okay. <laughs> There's going to be lots of mulligans here. <laughs> Four. So okay, it's so a 14. 14 total. All right. Um, sadly, that's not enough to. Well, uh, we tried to turn the Dow that you betrayed back in your <laughs> favor. Um, so uh, his first attack hits you. His second attack hits you, uh, and does uh, does forty one. Okay. Damage. Wait. So twenty three plus forty one. Plus forty one. Ooh, Nelly. <laughs> We were doing so well. <laughs> For a total of 24. Right. Evelyn does not look well. <laughs> I didn't think she would. Okay. Uh, so two big swings of Hashnag's great axe, and uh, uh, that's done. And DF, you are invisible, and you're up. Kahara kind of stepped past you to get to Evelyn a little bit, so you're kind of behind him. Now. Right. Now, I don't know a whole lot about Dao or other uh, non-primal beings, but I can't imagine stabbing them is the best option here. So, can I can I attempt the flask again? Am I allowed to do that as much as possible? Uh, dun, 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 dun. Let's see. Or we could just give up. And there, is, just... there is nothing stopping you from attempting it again. Okay. If he had been trapped in the flask previously, he would have advantage on his save. Oh, okay. But he hasn't, so it's just normal type. Correct. All right. All right. Well, he just walloped the shit out of Evelyn. Yep. So, yeah, I think Evelyn, like, hit a tree and fell in the snow with a plop. Yeah. There's, there's no other uh, terrain or other... Are we like just around snow? And then you're, yeah, you're, you're basically on a, a barren uh, mountainside, um, sloping away from the mountain. Um, so there is a slight incline toward the mountain. Uh, but yeah, you're just making your way through a, essentially snowy, rocky terrain. All right, great. Uh, I am not going to move then, so he doesn't see any footprints moving away. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> just to help hopefully make myself a little more conspicuous. And then since he's looking at Evelyn right at the back of his stupid head, I'm going to point that flask <laughs> and just whisper very quietly, Zereth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he has to make another wisdom saving throw. 
You son of a bitch. Uh, he is not drawn into the flask. Damn it! What, what kind of saving throw was it again? Ah! Wisdom. Someone make him dumber. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so he resists. The <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, he says, stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> doing what? I was the wind. Uh, Strix, you're up. Oh, I see him do that to Evelyn. And I'm just like, oh, oh, come on. So if she's still alive, is she still alive? Yes. 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 Okay. I just hear, yes, from like a bloody pile. Yeah, you see a little... Ah, the line little, of Lathander preserves me. <laughs> little winged boots sort of sticking out. Oh, God. <laughs> Great. Uh, so I'm just going to go over there and just kind of like, again, under the snow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and uh, just be like, I'm going to turn you into a cloud. Just stay away from that guy. He's like real bad news. Okay. <laughs> so I'll, and then I'll turn her into a cloud. Okay. You are a cloud. Okay, yeah. and uh, Paulton, what do you do? That's a good question. Um, you sort of pick yourself up out of the snow. You look back. You can see um, the genie is not currently fighting anybody uh, after swatting Evelyn out of the sky. All right. You wouldn't have heard Diath whispering the command word for the flasks, and you can't see him, so you don't know where he is. I'm going to try and persuade him. Okay. So. You do have a, a, a better rapport than the others because he spent some time with you. Mm-hmm. And you've got those charming glasses or whatever the heck they were. You do have eyes of charm. That is yeah. true. I'm trying to, let me. I like the idea of Paul sort of standing up, brushing the snow off and then like pulling out his spectacles and slipping <laughs> <laughs> the snow. Yeah, I'm just being like, dude. <laughs> Yes, uh, your crystal uh, spectacles have three charges. You can expend a charge as an action to cast Charm Person. This guy is not technically a person, so mm. it doesn't actually affect him. But you can still be very persuasive when you want to because you're a bard. Okay, I will try to persuade him. Okay. All right, so let's see here. <laughs> I consider persuading him. I just do a never mind. Ah, <laughs> uh, I thought you were gonna give him the bird. Um and then, uh okay, so uh Paulton abandons his, his when he realizes no, no. I like go to actually be persuasive and I like choke on spit or something. <laughs> just like, hey man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just sort of sneeze and snot is like hanging out of your nose. And yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, he doesn't seem too interested in hearing what you have to say. Evelyn, uh you're Evelyn, you're up. So I as a cloud can't like cast spells or take any actions or make myself not a cloud, right? I'm just a cloud. You are just a cloud that moves ten feet around. Only faster if you are carrying on the wind. And I can't, I don't have any agency over being a cloud until you take me out of being a cloud, right? No, you can move. Like you can, so like I imagine if you don't want to be a cloud anymore, you can like signal. 
Okay. But you can't talk. Yeah. So you right. can just like wildly wave your cloud arms. Wave my cloud. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I just go fly over to stand next to everyone. Next to Paulton and Okay. Is Strix next to Paulton? Uh no, Strix was over by you. So if you go to Paulton, you're leaving Strix, but she's buried under snow. Yeah. Okay, I go I go over near Paulton. Okay. So you are flying as a Evelyn cloud next mm -hmm. to Paulton. Okay. I'm trying to keep as many of my friends as possible within 10 feet of me. But okay. that would be Paulton. Okay. All right. And uh, at this point, Kaharik uh, brings his uh, sort of turns around uh, to where the Dia footsteps end. And he just takes a swing at the emptiness. No. Uh, he is at disadvantage because he cannot see you. He sucks real bad. All right. <coughs> His low roll is 19. What? How does that fare against your armor class DF? Uncanny dodge. <laughs> okay. So he hits you and you reduce the damage. Uh, he does uh, 29 reduced to half, which is 14 points with that swing. It's not that bad. And then there's like this little streak of blood across the snow. Oh, God. A very clear streak of uh, blood. And then you just see the snuggle flump as DS unconscious body falls over. No, okay. I forgot you were already so low. Crap. Ugh. All right. Uh, uh, Kaharik will... Um, can't do much else because he can see that you just went flop into the snow. Uh, so he's going to stride over to Paulton with his <clears throat> and stand before you, Paulton. And he says, We have been through so many adventures together. To see it end this way is most disheartening. Telling me. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then he will attempt to bring his axe down upon you. No. He rolled, he rolled a natural one. Ooh, did Ooh, he hit himself he in the head? Critical <laughs> failure. Yes. Uh, so it's because his kin, his friendship, he feels with me. <laughs> he like couldn't bring himself to really do it. <sighs> yes, there was a moment of doubt. He brought the blade down to within like a hair of you, and he's just like, this. This pains me. <laughs> I am overcome. Hmm. And uh, then it is Yes, turn. He makes a death saving throw. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if I've ever needed a natural 20 in my life, this is the time. <clears throat> we survive a burning mountain. And now this. Uh, 14, so one save. One save. All right. Strix. Okay. When he goes down, does the spell end? Uh, it shouldn't, no. Can I make it end? Uh, yes. Okay. So as soon as I see the blood, yeah. I focus on making the spell end. Okay, DF becomes visible. So I'm going to misty step on top of him. Okay. And I'm going <laughs> to reach in wherever that flask is and grab it with my dirty hand. Okay. And I'm going to pull it out, and I'm going to hold it at that dumb, stupid, mean... It's Dumb face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hold it up 
and yelled Zerith and, and opened the flask again. I'm right. really mad. All right, Kaharek is sucked into the flask. Yes! 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 Wow. Strix hero! Strix rolls up Dieth and rolls around in the snow like, yes! 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 <laughs> Evelyn's right. silent cloud waving. <laughs> oh, Strix, you're not, a, you're not a cloud anymore. As soon as I become not a cloud, you hear, yeah! <laughs> oh, 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 Dad. I'll stabilize Dieth by, like, I don't know, packing some snow into his wounds. I run over and I'll like I'll cradle him and lay on him. I'm like I like swat her dirty hands away and lay on hands. On yeah, just okay. like sticking her dirty hands. In the yeah, side. I'm like stop it, stop it. You're like you've done this one too many times. Yeah. Just don't touch them. How many points would you like to give Dia? Uh, I'll give him just in case we happen to run into initiative again. I'll just give him ten to get him started. Yay. I just need enough to uncanny dodge. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, as DF uh, springs to life, you can see uh, quite a distance away from you now, uh, more uh, fissures, more fiery fissures appear in the mountainside of Iron Slag. And uh, you can see one of the fissures seems to crack its way up the mountainside toward the Yakfolk village. Oof. And there's another sort of gout of magma that kind of bleeds out of the mountain like a flaming pus. As I'm holding DF and like laying hands on him, I'm like, it's so nice that you got all those civilians out of there before that <laughs> mountain exploded. Isn't that nice? Is it so nice? Yeah, the, uh, no? the sort of the, 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 the fiery screams of all the dying <laughs> slaves, uh, you, you, it just sort of fills your head. So the Astrusi says that Dieth like me like just pushes her off and gets up and just says, We need to keep moving. Okay. All right. Quietly prays for his soul to Lathander. I'm just gonna stuff the, the flask somewhere in my robes. Okay. Uh, you have a long, cold journey through the uh, winter wastelands north of Citadel Adbar, making your way southward away from the mountain. As the mountain becomes a more distant thing, uh, you can see kind of smoke and ash billowing out of it, um, but uh, it's not until you're about a day away uh, when you hear a thunderous sound uh, from uh, far to the north, and then uh, suddenly uh, um, great belching smoke uh, mounting up into the sky. <laughs> and as we all look upon this site, Dieth will say, you know, all things considered, everyone, this was probably our most successful stealth mission yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the ground is shaking and like, yes. the trees are like shaking. Yes. Like, <laughs> I don't think... yes, pyroclastic clouds of ash are washing down the mountain. Yes. Yeah, you think anyone heard that? Maybe? Paulton's got wives. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn just kind of hums, distraction fires. <laughs> All right. And by the time you make it back uh, to the, the mountains to the south in which Citadel Adbar is embedded, uh, you guys are a bitter cold, haggard, tired, and all of that. Um, but you would have rested a number of days before getting here, so you would be at least fresh on hit points and abilities and whatnot. That's good. Yep. 
Um, and uh, yeah, you've more or less eaten all your food or, or rationed out your food uh, so that you could get this far. And then you see the Great Stone Causeway uh, make its way up the mountainside to the gates of Citadel Advar. And once inside, you are spared the cold winter and are surrounded by stone halls heated by great fiery braziers. During the journey back, uh, Diaz was uncharacteristically silent and to himself. Yeah. Periodically throughout the, the, the cold nights as you were sort of huddled under snow or in mountain caves or whatnot, you would hear the rest of you, Diaz kind of murmuring or tossing and turning in his sleep. Um, but that's about it. Strix is just assuming that something else horrible happened to him. Yeah. <laughs> He'll talk when he's ready. The, the dwarves who admit you through the gates of Citadel Adbar uh, seem to be expecting you because uh, the gates open up before you without even so much as questions. And once you're inside the gates, you can see a dwarven envoy, a group of dwarves dressed in big, thick fur mantles uh, come out to greet you, and among them, Jasper, Immerchasm. And, oh, uh, Jasper! You can see that he has got on a leash and uh, waffles the baby Albert. And in the in the 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 uh, several days, the week or so that you have been away, uh, it might just be an illusion or part of just glad to see the the creature again. But she seems to have gotten. Like about twenty five percent bigger than she was the last Jesus. time. Jesus, I'm like, come here, baby, come see mama. Yeah. I do that. Wait, I do that next to Evelyn. I'm like, yeah, come, come see me. Yeah, I want you to see me. Yeah, come here, I'll squish your face. I'd like both of you to make <laughs> charisma persuasion checks. Oh, beat this twenty one. Oh, 21. oh are you serious? Wait, hold on. Actually, I'd like you all to make charisma persuasion checks. Twenty three. What? So I'm, going to, I'm going to give. I'm going to give. Yeah, I'm going to give disadvantage to DF and Paulton because they're not trying. Oh yeah, <laughs> well check this out, Chris Perkins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's actually still good. Damn it. Uh, twenty-one. No, twenty-two. Because I got the stone of luck. I have a plus eight to persuasion, and you still beat me. I rolled a nineteen, so <laughs> sixteen. I'm looking at him like. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> As he's like scanning all of it. Like, yeah, he's sort of veering toward Paul a little bit. No, he's right. I, I rolled a 17 and a 19. If I had the nice. 19, I would have had 24. All right. So Waffles uh, hurls itself at Strix. Yay. I probably smell the grossest. So, I mean, it's really not about love. Yeah. But can Strix hold Waffles now? Like, probably Waffles is not. pretty heavy. So that's what I'm thinking is like, can Strix even, like, does she get bowled over? Uh, yeah, she probably does. And then the waffle starts picking through her robes. <laughs> <laughs> probably, you know, pulls off, you know, one of her boots and starts rooting around in there for snickety snooks. Strix is like, no, there's nothing in there. We ate them all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I do have a bat wing, though, so I'll give her that. Okay. Ew. She'll eat the bat wing. Take that Even off my like, list. Don't, don't give, ew. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, uh, so, uh, there, there are a number of dwarves, uh, who are asking, uh, both in common and in dwarven, uh, how your venture went and what, what news bring you from the North? Well, we 
And you can see while this is going on, Jasper is just sort of looking over your shoulders to see if any of the other slaves may have made it back with you. <laughs> uh, DS will say, we'll just say, uh, oh, dang it. What was the ad bar, Citadel Adbar's king name again? Harnoth. Harnoth, that's it, right. I'll just, just say, it's like, we need to speak with Harnoth and Harnoth alone. Uh, and uh, the, the the dwarves nod, and Jasper says, "That can be arranged." But to to help ease like the crowd, <clears throat> I'll, I don't know. Like, was was the general populace aware of this threat and our mission? No, um, just a, a select number of dwarves close to the king. All right, but uh, uncharacteristically friendly. Yes, we also kind of say to the crowd, "But you won't need to worry about any fire giants anytime soon." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Giants. That, that brings that brings smiles. He winks, but he winks, but there yeah. is no like spark in his eye. Okay. Uh, that seems to put the dwarves at ease. They were hoping for some good news. And uh, uh, yes, they will. They will take you to a warm place uh, where you can um, uh, heat up a bit, and then uh, they'll make sure that the king is notified that you've returned. Great. Um, as if we're if we get a, if we're kind of like left alone or anything, or we have like a few moments to ourselves. Yeah, we'll sort of cut to a scene where you guys are basically in a uh, a chamber with a large uh, burning hearth and uh, comfortable leather padded chairs um, by yourselves. If we have time before that, uh, I'll ask yeah. Evelyn. Uh, where did you get your clothes again? <laughs> oh, it's, uh, what did I call it? I called it something. <laughs> it was like, what, what was the suffix, Chris? There, it was like, was it I here? Is I what they use here? Well, it depends on the family. Um, but the, it was a gnome, I believe, who did your clothes, right? I know, but it was like Gucci yeah. Eye and Prada oh, yeah. Eye. Yeah. It, was, it was something like that. Uh, well, Gucci Yar. They said it's yeah, the Gucci Yar. That's what it was. Yeah, these are Gucci Yar. Yeah. All right. I can uh, show you where it is. I'll, re- I'll go with Evelyn to return to the same place and just tell uh, that seamstress or seamster, just, can you remake this? Like, just <laughs> exact, exact same outfit. I just need it back. Uh, yeah, they'll they'll give it a, a once over, and they say that they 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 can procure all the materials to create an an, out, an outfit that looks just like it. All right, great. All right, that's all. Okay. <laughs> uh, I also, if we're out and about shopping, mm-hmm. uh, ask around to see if there's anyone who can make me some sick armor like that magic armor that I had. I assume no one can, but Evelyn's really interested in that. Uh, if you describe it as being magical, uh, there's nobody here who can really help you. But uh, you do hear rumors that the the king uh, is sort of the custodian of a vault rumored to contain uh, dwarven masterworks of a sort that could include magic suits of armor. Oh, I'll just ask him then. Thanks so much. Yeah. And magic stabs. <laughs> And there's at least one dwarf who says that he can make magic armor, but you really doubt he can. <laughs> He's thinking more like magical in a figurative sense. <laughs> yeah, that Which sounds... kind of works for Evelyn. Yeah. I mean, we're all magical in our own way, I suppose. Yeah. 
While um, you're doing this, Strix is also going to try and sell some yak horns that she found. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are we on a full shopping trip? Because there's plenty of things. Yeah, you can dispense with uh, the yak horns, and somebody here will pay 10 gold pieces of yak horn. Sweet. Awesome. Do I find anyone that I think might be good at reassembling a robot son? I'm glad you asked. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. Why? <laughs> Uh, so, um, as you do a little bit of research and ask around, uh, there is a dwarf who, in his heyday, uh, was a master engineer, and he devised many of the traps that defend Citadel Adbar against unwanted incursions. Uh, when he got too old and uh, his eyesight started to fail him, he retired, but continued to basically make toys for dwarven children. And they believe that the, the nature of what you want, the sort of fine mastercraft tinker level work, is probably something that he could tackle. I go see him by myself. I don't bring, well, unless anyone wants to go with me, but I don't like make a big deal out of it. I don't tell Paulton that that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. Because I'm worried that if it fails, I'll just get get his little hopes up. <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, his name is Tyrum Flamebane. Mr. Flamebane, I have come on yeah. the recommendation of uh, so many yeah. who tell me you might be able to reassemble this, and I plop down a bag of cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bag. It sounds like a bag of white coins or yeah. something. <laughs> I collected all the pieces. They're all here. Are you, and, doing, uh, are you doing this alone, Evelyn, on your own uh, without notifying Paulton? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to get his little yeah. hopes up. Okay. You, by the way, you were led to Tyrum uh, in his uh, workshop by his one of his daughters. He has two daughters who help him, essentially. Uh, and uh, But they leave you alone with him. And he kind of... Uh, takes his finger and sort of peeks inside the bag and and reaches in and pulls out a handful of Simon parts. And uh, many of them are crushed and um, um, just flat discs, basically. I, I tried to grab like a, a piece of paper or something to kind of like sketch <laughs> what, what he looked like. Oh, and I, no. I, I have no idea if Evelyn is a good artist or not. So maybe it even like, you know... Maybe the sketch is like, he had a head, and then he had like a little body, and he had little legs like this, and sometimes he threw darts out of it, you know? Uh, I mean, can, I'll, I'll, can I roll for my artistic ability on this? Uh, yeah, you can make a performance check. It's oh my God. Charisma? Yeah. Uh, 20. Okay. It's not a bad uh, artist. Yeah, you do, uh, you do actually a, a fairly decent rendering of, of Simon um, for him. And uh, uh, he, he, he takes it, he holds it up really, really close to his face. And then he just sort of mumbles something. <laughs> what, 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 what was that? And you sort of lean in. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, he says, I uh, can make this for you, John. <laughs> <laughs> you can make our Simon for us? That's great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. Thank you. Uh, how, how long do you think it'll take? 
about seven seven to ten days i think you said okay that's that's great do you uh you know about your price that you'd want to ask us you want to do it for free that's so kind of you he looks at the parts again he sort of takes out a few handfuls looks at the flattened springs and the twisted pieces and an eyeball that's just sort of crushed, partially crushed. Poor Simon. Like, and he's like, You can't tell me for all the same Five hundred sounds more reasonable. I mean, he is our son after all, and we do love him. He sort of looks at you quizzically when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I don't have that on me. So I'm going to take Simon with me, and I'll be back as soon as we can find that 500 gold. I'm sure we just have it lying around somewhere. I just don't have it on me right this second. Yeah, I should take the parts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Someone in the chat just said, girl, you got money for Gucci yard, but not your own son. <laughs> I'll be back. Thank you, Mr. Flamebane. You have been the most charming gentleman and I shall see you very, very soon. Yar. A I O. All right. Uh, so you take your pile of Simon bits and you head out. Um, yes, in the in the plaza where a lot of the markets and things are, there is sort of a dais in the center where things are often put on display. The last time you were here, there was an ogre chained up. Uh, he's still here, but he's unconscious and lying on the floor. That's kind of sad. I yeah. forgot about him. He's got some big welts on his head and his body where he's peppered with stones and things to amuse uh, the locals. But right now he's either sleeping or unconscious from the beatings he's taken. You can't tell. And he kind of smells. But, um, Evelyn uh, is bothered by this, but continues on her way. Okay. Um, Evelyn, as you um, uh, make your way through the plaza, make a perception check for me. And I'll have I'll have Strix. You can roll too, since um, oh boy, you're in the area. I like this is so lore based that it's hilarious that the dice agree so much because Evelyn is just con like if she's going from place to place, she's just like looking up at the sky and singing some hymn to Lathander. Yeah. And she's just, you know, like, oh, great morning, Lord. Your riches are so vast. And she's just like, she, so she rolls a four. Okay. <laughs> I got a seven. Okay. Nothing, nothing to see here. Now, Strix is probably just, like, crying somewhere. I don't know. Just too many tears to see anything. But right. if... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, uh, if you have any other business, let me know. Otherwise, we'll uh, cut to Harnath's throne hall. I, I do have... Is. I do have that diamond. You do have a diamond. Yeah. 
So I don't know if Evelyn has told me about the whole Simon problem. But uh, yeah, I will when I get. Well, I was assuming we end up back in that like fireside right, right. hearth room where yeah. we all have time alone. Yeah. All right. And I will wait. Yeah. So once I get back, I I bring the bag in and I'll say, "Good news! I found this wonderful gentleman, Mister Flamebane, and he says that he can fix Simon up real nice." And it's just going to cost 500 gold, which I'm sure the king will loan us. It'll be no problem at all. I have that. You have 500 gold? Yeah. Do you give to the Simon Rehabilitation Fund? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you want this for what? (laughs) (laughs) You know, takes these backsies. Strix is like pulling out the diamond as soon as DF is like, I have that. She's like, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, actually like we were with, like, a lot of you thinking about it you'd be like yeah I've got that and he'll hand you the five gemstones that you've been carrying that's worth 100 GP each that is so kind of you I knew that you love Simon deep down in your heart I knew that maybe we just want you to be quiet about it and, you know it's like and it'll get made and no one will complain anymore and it'll be fine I don't know why you would ever want me to be quiet about it. <laughs> Simon is just the sweetest little boy that we ever had. And I know that everyone wants to hear about how wonderful he was. Don't you think, Paulton? I'm just kind of looking at DF. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Bards never forget. <laughs> no, I'm just like... Wait, so DF is fully aware that's for that is for acceptance. (laughs) (laughs) He's hiding behind the wine glass. Yeah, he gives it as like no hesitation, no resistance or anything. Just like, yes, take it. I think DF is just really sad. Strix will yell out loud, (laughs) staring. As everyone kind of like goes about their business in the room, I like, you know, set Simon aside and put the the stones away and I kind of sit next to Diaz by the fire, and I'm kind of like, do you want to talk about what happened at the mountain? Nothing to discuss. I got burned, and it hurts. I'm just glad we're all back. I mean, none of us really know what went on in there, and it seems to be really bothering you, and sometimes it can help to let the light shine in by unburdening yourself from the things that, that bind you. We have a meeting to get to. All right. I guess he's fine then, guys. Let's go. Strix will mosey up to Evelyn and be like, maybe when you talk to people, you shouldn't mention Lathander like seven times. I didn't mention Lathander at all. I was trying so hard. You didn't even hear me say the Lathander light, more than Lord. The light is the, the same the thing. At all. The light is the same thing. <laughs> I'm glad you know that now. I'm going <laughs> to walk up to DF. I'm just going to, like, look him down and be like, you're sure about that? In response to the meeting thing? No, in response, or- I'm still on the Simon thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> did, I, did I not give enough? I can give a little bit more if you need it. I just, I put my hand on his shoulder just like he has two dads now 
Welcome to the family. (laughs) DS is not amused. (laughs) (laughs) The silent monologue is, I've made a terrible (laughs) (laughs) movie. Evelyn's like, oh. (laughs) All right. Uh, as Do I need at- to role play like going back to Flamebane or could I like send a dwarven messenger with the that you we totally, would trust? You totally can do that. Okay. okay. I send the the money and the parts with the dwarven messenger that we trust to go give it to Flamebane. And Done. he said, he told he told me how long it would take. How long? 10 weeks? Is that what he said? said? Yeah, he said seven to 10 days. Seven to 10 days. Right. Yeah. Okay. So at the end of a 10 day, you should have your your little friend back. Yay. Or at least we'd have his body remade. Right. Yes. We don't know about his soul. Yes. We're just setting him up to be taken away again. In the oh, he, right. he did not have a soul. <laughs> All right. Uh, four dwarven guards escort you to the king's chambers. And you have to sort of cross through Citadel Adbar. At one point, you guys are walking along a elevated arcade, which is open on one side. There's sort of like these pillared openings looking down into a thoroughfare. Um, within the citadel where there's a lot of dwarves bustling back and forth and other activity as well. And I'd just like everybody to make a perception check to see if you notice anything interesting on your way to the court. Okay, <laughs> I got a 19. Okay, that's good. Oh, I didn't do great. Oh, he sees everything. Uh, I got 14. I'm, I'm so aware. <laughs> okay, and Evelyn, you rolled a? Six. Okay. It's <laughs> such conviction. Yeah. The six. I did it. Okay. Um, Paulton. Yes. At one point, you see moving among the dwarves, um, and and sort of obvious, not le- obviously not a dwarf, uh, standing much taller than them. Uh, you see a slender woman, um, po- human, possibly half elven. Uh, hey. she's, she's got a. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we haven't gotten pulled out much lately. <laughs> uh, she wears sort of this fabric headdress and what looks like a crown of some kind. Uh, a tall, spy, thin-spired crown. And as she moves through the crowd, the thing that you notice about her right away is she's got a lute over her back. Musical instrument. Um, and... Uh, you know, she's sort of bumping into people as she's making her way, but she seems very, very friendly and apologizes to the dwarves in uh, with curt little dwarven phrases. So she obviously knows the language and is comfortable around dwarves and uh, is just generally kind of moving through. But you, because your perception is so high, I'm going to say that even from this distance, some 40 or 50 feet away, you sense some urgency with her. Like she's, she's moving with a purpose and there's... Uh, a sense that she does have somewhere she needs to get to quickly or get away from quickly. You can't tell. Okay. But you are struck by her beauty, if nothing else. Hey. Hey. I'm going <laughs> to... Do we know, like, where in the party I am? Like, how we're grouped up right now? I assume uh, that you're probably at the back. Okay. Um, so we're being escorted, though? Uh, yes. So if I were to like veer off, it would not, it would not be, it would not go unnoticed. 
probably not unnoticed, but you're not sure the escort would do anything. Um, they probably just... Meeting with the king? Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> since, there are, since there are four of them and four of you, what you think might happen is one of them would stay with you. It's like each of you has a little bodyguard slash escort. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like try and necessarily sneak off, but okay. like I'm. I'm like walking in the back, and I look. I'm just like, huh. I just kind of like. <laughs> in her general direction. Okay, and at one point you can see there's sort of stairs off the arcade going down. You could probably veer off and take those if you wanted to. Okay, you're on a level higher than she is, and as you do, the the dwarf doesn't say anything to you. He just follows you. And we see him leave. Just like, <laughs> so just yes. like, there Strix, he goes. <laughs> you sort of see him veer off Strix. Uh, now, uh, Strix and um, uh, Diaf uh, don't see her, but they do see um, a gathering of what looks like Morning Lord worshippers. Oh, no! <laughs> Strix says nothing. She, in fact, she points yeah. the other direction and is like, "Look over there. There's yeah. some dwarven architecture." Yeah, you see some. You see what appear to be four humans dressed in uh, stained white robes. Like they've obviously come from some distance away. They sort of have the look of pilgrims or something. They clearly don't belong at Citadel Adbar and are clearly visiting, uh, but they've allowed sort of soot and the dirt of long travels to kind of stain their white robes. But there's, their white robes was kind of gold embroidery of a sun symbol, a rising sun uh, on their backs or on their chests. And uh, they are sort of clustered around each other. Two of them you can see clearly are both women. Uh, the ones who have their backs to you look more like uh, a large man and a small man. There's four of them. And I don't see this, right? You do not see this at all. <laughs> She's like, architecture, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that is fine. <laughs> Strix keeps, like, looking back. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> they probably see her, like, making yeah. a crazy face. At the- <laughs> Actually, uh, one of them, one of them, uh, the, a woman uh, who seems to be a middle-aged woman and kind of heavy set, uh, will look up and see this the gang of you being escorted on this higher level of the arcade. And she is sort of struck by the fact that one of you looks odd. Um, you, that being you, Strix. Um, <laughs> and so she does kind of give you an evil eye stare as you make your way up. Like she's not quite sure what to think, but at the same time, instantly distrusting. Oh, um, come on. Because, because Evelyn is so short, she can't see. Oh, evening. no. <laughs> I'm and like miss. fully hot, hidden behind yeah. your big robe and, and your crazy face. Yeah. And the angle, the angle looking up, she doesn't see short little Evelyn at all. Uh, she only sees Strix DF and for a moment, Paulton before he veers off. Um, and uh, you can see she only looks at you for a briefest of instance because uh, she starts looking around the cloud as, uh, crowd as though looking for a missing member. It's me. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, unless you wish to draw attention to it, uh, you can just march on. Well, Strix kind of feels bad. Evelyn's been a helpful person. She'll like tug on her robe and be like, you know, how many times have I died? Your friends are down there. My friends are right here, Strix. And I like take her little face and pat her cheeks. <laughs> but then I see what she's pointing at and I say, oh, by the light of the morning, Lord. And I and run up to them. <laughs> Strick also like one gave me a mean look. Please tell 
I'm not into that. <laughs> I instantly turn to them and say, brothers and sisters in the mor- light of oh, the so morning, you're not, Lord. You're going to fly down to them and confront well, them? Well, as soon as I, like, I turned to go down to them, she said that they were mean to her. So I was, I was like, bright Evelyn face running down to them. But as soon as she said that, then I'm like, you know, <laughs> going down more solemnly, like approaching, you know, more calmly and with like <clears throat> regal air. But I... Okay, your bodyguard follows you. Bodyguard? You have a My dwarf, dwarven what? bodyguard? Your dwarven bodyguard follows okay. you. So I, I go down and I, I do a, a bow and kind of a, a symbol of the morning Lord's blessing. And I what say, brothers and sisters. Yeah. What brings you to this castle, this citadel? Uh, they sort of look you up and down, uh, and they see your uh, iconography, your your symbology, uh, the, your your presence seems to convey exactly what you are before them. Um, when you see them up close, you can see that their symbols uh, bear a resemblance to that of Lathander, but they're not quite the same. Hmm. Uh, you saw. The last time you saw a symbol uh, so archaic in representation was back in Barovia. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) Why? Oh, God! (laughs) You actually hear strikes like from from (laughs) One of the the figures who had his back to you previously uh, turns to you, and under the hood of the robe... Uh, which he casts back at this point, you see he is an old man with white wispy hair and a cane, and he's got red-tinted spectacles perched on the bridge of his nose. You recognize him as Dr. Rudolph Van Richten. Oh, what? Oh, God! <laughs> the vampire. Ah! Oh, the vampire! He's here! A deus that strikes like back where everyone's like, ah! <laughs> like, like both screaming and running. Doing and the Kermit thing back there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so both we're... of them are doing that behind yeah. me, and Evelyn just kind of like takes a step back, like <laughs> curses, and is kind of like for the first time ever speechless. <laughs> Strix is shaking the dwarf bodyguard with her, like. Ah! <laughs> Okay, and that's where we'll stop for tonight. What? We're at that time. (laughs) (sighs) Well. All right. Um, So our next episode is going to be sooner than you think because some of us are gathering up here in Seattle on Friday and Saturday to participate in the Stream of Annihilation. And the kickoff game for that is going to be uh, a dice camera action we in so person, first, live. First, what's up first? So, um, uh, regretfully, uh, Nathan can't join us, but that's all right. Um, this we'll... is getting laid. <laughs> 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 it's in character again. Yeah. Uh, we will. We will. That worked out. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have that on Friday, and then we pick up again next week. Uh, but the, but the Friday episode will be a regular episode. It will pick up exactly where this one left off. Do we we have a time to tell them? Is that actually okay it's kind of nice that Paulton kind of veered off because he's now on his own. Right. I uh, believe they said it's pretty early in the morning for us. I believe it's like 10 20, 10 30 a.m. Yeah. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, I think it's yeah. 10, I think it's 10 30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, so pretty early this Friday, but we'll be there. Yeah. Yay. Um, and you guys will be bringing some accoutrement. Yeah, we'll be dressing up. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Be fun. Uh, Is yeah. there anything else that people should know about the session or like 
anything? Um, let's see. Are uh, we getting the full two hours? No, it's going to be a 90-minute session. So it's okay. going to be just slightly less than our normal <coughs> running time, but 15 minutes less. That's fine. Uh, we will have a special guest star uh, join us, uh, um, one of the other participants in the stream of Annihilation. Our, her character will be uh, encountering the Waffle Crew. And <gasps> Who could it be? Oh, sorry for her. Who could it be? <laughs> we only got 90 minutes to kill her off, guys, but I will be us. <laughs> How many roll ones can we roll? Yeah, it's... There, there, there's a, 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 a decent to moderate chance that there could be a fatality involved. <laughs> uh, we'll have to see. Uh, things get wacky when Barovia comes looking for you. Oh, but no. Sure, be sure to watch all of the stream because aside from just the Waffle Crew, there's yes. a crap ton of stuff going on on both Friday and yes. Saturday from yes. 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And a lot of guests who've been on our show. Yes. Absolutely, too. yes. A lot so. of gameplay, a lot of interviews. There will um, be lots of crossing the streams. As yes. <laughs> It's going to be really cool. I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. And, and I get I'll to be, be there the whole time because I'm hosting it with Kelly <laughs> yes. Link. So I'm there from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. both days oh. hosting Oof. the stream. Oof. Yeah. Oh. Good thing I love D&D so much. Yeah. yeah. And my, my secret project will be out too. And that's uh, another thing is on Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday, um, I will Tomorrow. be... Tomorrow, yes. Tomorrow, I'll be streaming the reveal of the secret project, so you can come see. It's D&D related, so come watch the stream. It'll be uh, here on uh, the D&D channel as well, so. Yay! What time? It'll be um, from noon until, I think, like, two or three, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. I've been working a long time on this now, so I'm glad to finally show you guys. So, yay. So, that's, that's exciting. All right. And uh, because this is part of the stream of Annihilation, one of the things that will be previewed in next week in this uh, Friday's episode is the season three storyline. Oh my gosh. gosh. Yep. So. Uh, as far as uh, stream of Annihilation related announcements too, um, I'm not playing my Miss Clicks game today. Unfortunately, we have a last minute absence, so we're not going to play. But uh, Miss Clicks D&D Risen, the new show that, Miss Clicks is collaborating on with Wizards is going to premiere at the Stream of Annihilation as well. And I don't know the exact time, but our brand new fresh cast is going to be there. It's going to be DM'd by Trista Ray, aka Naja Otikor, who you guys have probably heard of if you've um, listened to Dragon Talk or, or seen some of the other Miss Clicks shows. So she's going to DM, and we have an awesome cast. So watch out for that. And that'll be um, on the Wizards channel coming up here soon in the summer as well. I won't play in it. I'm just a producer. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> That's very cool, though. Uh, yeah. Any other announcements? Uh, not really an announcement, but thanks to everyone who saw me at Fanime and said hi, and to everyone who said that they love the Waffle Crew. Yay! I'm right really on. excited. Uh, people be like, oh, you're Jared. I love watching Dice Camera Action. And I was like, really? Yay! <laughs> Yay! Dude, it's and, really cool. And with this being the uh, 50th episode, don't forget to go to the Dice Camera Action subreddit, which is now has over a thousand followers. And they've been doing some giveaways and stuff. Chris did an AMA on there if you want to go and get some insight on him. But we love seeing all the discussion on there for this episode, or our characters, analysis. All of those are really cool. So, so thank you guys who uh, go to that and appreciate it. Uh, yep. Can we do, uh, since it's the 50th episode, Can I just want to say like a... Super thanks to this, the Waffle fam, if you will, like the Waffle Crew <laughs> community, the people who tune in and watch and do fan art and are on the subreddit. And it makes it so fun for us to play when you guys treat our characters yeah. as real as we treat them. And it's really cool to have Evelyn become like 
a real entity that is not just owned by me. It's owned by all of you guys too. And it mm-hmm. feels yeah. amazing when you guys care about what we're doing because like I think all of us have said, this is a bright spot in our week. And the fact that you guys like to share that with us makes it so, so meaningful and so valuable and such a, a really cool thing in our lives. So thank you so much for doing that for us because it's not the norm necessarily in a stream like this. It's definitely something very special that I don't take for granted. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've said it before, but I've been playing DS Woodrow in many different campaigns over like the past decade or so, but this is the most uh, in-depth and fleshed out he's ever been. So seeing the kind of response to it is uh, just really cool to see that everyone else uh, likes him as much as I do. Yeah. yeah. Just a sneak peek uh, in a number of uh, episodes to come. Each of the Waffle Crew characters is going to have a major character trial ahead. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I just had one. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Oh, uh, another oh. request. Hey, Chris. Yeah. We just took out a bunch of fire giants. Can we level up? <laughs> yes, you are all ninth. Yay! All ninth, nice. ninth level. Level yeah. five spells. Yes. I need it. <laughs> Yes, you are all ninth level. Thank you for reminding me. I could take like another fourth of a hit. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I got you. I got oh, you. <laughs> also, in honor, honor of the 50th episode, I would like to run a little contest. So, Ooh. The, the first person who tweets me at Chris Perkins DND um, and tells me uh, the answer to this question, I will send you a signed copy of Storm King's Thunder. Oh, that's Ooh. nice. Are you guys ready? Right. Yeah, are you ready? <laughs> They're all so okay. excited. Yeah, those suckers are on stream lag, so I'm ready to go. This is, not, <laughs> this is not an easy one, but it's a question. If you've been, if you've been watching this season, you, you may know the answer to. Um, and feel free, the first one to tweet me will get the prize. Uh, so there, uh, before there was waffles, there was an owlbear that was named Hootie. Um, and uh, everyone's may, already like Hootie, Hootie. Oh. <laughs> you may recall that Holly gave Hootie a last name. What is Hootie's last name? I almost spoiled it. I'm so <laughs> glad I didn't. <laughs> you just got so excited. And I have three percent left on my phone, so hopefully this will come from four. <laughs> it dies, um, but the, yes. And uh, if you are the first, tweet me Hootie's last name. Chad already knows, so it's a question of who's got the fastest Twitter fingers. Who's the first? The first is at, wait, I want to make sure. I don't want to screw this up. Fuck, if I screw this up, I'll be so embarrassed. Uh, (laughs) It is Cat at Cat Wyvern. Cat Wyvern! With what's the answer? The answer is McHootface. Cootie McHootface. So, Cat Wyvern, I am going to be following you presently. And uh, if you can DM me your mailing address, I will make sure that you get a brand spanking new copy of Storm King's Thunder with signatures on it. Congrats. All right. And I may wait until you guys are actually in town and so I can have at least three of you sign up as well. Oh, cool. Excellent. All right. And on that note, we'll call this splendid 50th episode a wrap. And we'll on Friday for episode 51 and the following Tuesday for episode 52. Here's to 50 guys. more. Yay. Yep. Thanks, everyone. We'll all see right. you all on Friday. Bye-bye.
fun, guys. See you, Friday. Thank you so very much for watching after 50 episodes. Yeah. All right. And we're all going to be here for Tuesday, next Tuesday, you think? Unless, Anna, this kills you, in which case. <laughs> I might be dead. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I'll be there. Uh, this coming Tuesday, but then the following is E3, so I will not. Ah, okay. Yeah, the following week, I will also not be good for it. That's good to know. So we probably won't have one, uh, not next Tuesday, but the week after. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sweet. And this is way early, but I will not be available July 25th. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, we will also not be playing on July 4th, which is on Tuesday as well. Mm. Oh, right. Okay. All right. All Cheers, y'all. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.